this is not it will probably unfortunately get worse before they get better yeah whatever hey this podcast is brought to you by the Kohea Kai Maui Ascend Hotel. And um, not because they're actually paying me, but because I think, as a podcaster, how I could help since, you know what I'm saying, I don't exactly make money from this, but how could I help? I could leverage at least the 55,000 plus listeners of the Pro 2.0 podcast and the people who tune in to the uh, debrief once a week and um, advertise for Maui, I guess, because people are canceling their trips and 80% of the Hawaiian Islands income is actually derived from tourism. And everyone thought Maui was closed. So people started canceling their trips. So I am saying if you do have some vacation days coming and um, you want to go on a vacation somewhere, the Kohia, that's K-O-H-E-A, Kai Maui, the Kohia Kai Maui, um, it's called the Kohia Kai Maui Ascend Hotel. It's a smaller hotel, smaller resort, right on right, right on the beach. Well, the, there's a street and then there's the beach, but there's no one in front of you. Um, and they have probably the least expensive, one of the least expensive uh rates in Maui. A lot of the hotels there go for like $900 a night, believe it or not. A lot of the ones on the beach. This one's going for $249. And I just thought I'd advertise a small resort in Maui on behalf of people in Maui and, you know, raise a, raise awareness. And for all the podcasts I uh, do for at least for the next six weeks, I think I'm going to make this a regular thing. I made this, uh, I, I tweeted this a little while back, you know, hey, what would it take for, you know what I'm saying, like, maybe podcasters should advertise resorts since, I mean, even even um, the Hawaii Linen Company uh, based in Maui is doing mass layoffs and they supply linens to all the hotels because the, because the cancellations are so gnarly and they're already getting tons of people getting laid off in Hawaii because of all the cancellations. And, uh, yeah, we need to do something good for them. We need to do something good for them. So if you, if you, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have the means to donate, but you have an audience, pick a small resort in Maui and just let people know about it. So I'm going to let you know about the Kohea Kai Maui Ascend, uh, Ascend Resort. And you can get a nice spot there for two forty nine a night. Where you know, let me see here. Right down the street at the Hilton, it's five hundred and twenty three a night. At the uh, Kuhail Makai, it's seven eighty four. So it's also quite a bargain. It's right on the beach, and it's the Kohia Kai Maui Ascend Resort. It's a small, little, tiny resort. So it's like a mom and pop. And uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hopefully, you know, if you are thinking about a vacation, you'll think about there. You can save some money, but you also go there and stimulate the economy. So I just wanted to unofficially make this uh, weekly news wrap-up podcast sponsored by the Kohia Kai Maui Ascend Resort in Maui. And hopefully we can send some tourist dollars there. Oh, and before I forget, their phone number is 808-879-1261. That's 808 808- 
879-1261. Their address is 551 South uh, Kahai Drive. That's K-I-H-E-I Road. I'm sorry, Road. It's so they, it's 551 South Kihai Road. K-I-H-E-I Road. And Hawaii 96753. And the prices, the low prices that you can get for that 249, it's on the um, Ascend Hotels website. They're part of that family of hotels where, uh, or Priceline or Booking.com. But uh, yeah, check them out. That's K O H E A, next word, K A I, next word, Maui. And then part of the Ascend Hotel collection. It's a little quaint, little tiny resort. The prices are super low and you buy everything. And uh, yeah, I encourage you to get on Priceline, um, get on Booking.com, get on SmarterTravel.com and type in that hotel name. That's the Kohiakai Maui. And uh, yeah, let's help out Maui. Anyways, let's uh, go into the... Weekly news wrap up. Welcome to the debrief. My name is Stephen Beckman. I am the chief executive, nobody of the Mess News Project, and this is the debrief for September 4th through 8th. Let's go over the headlines and break them down of everything you need to know. First, we have um, here's an interesting headline that uh, was one of the top five for the fourth was to not microwave plastic. Come to find out, people of uh, researchers have discovered that microwaving plastic containers can release billions of harmful nanoplastics, not microplastics, which you can probably see with the microscope, nanoplastics, teeny tiny stuff that goes through your bloodstream. And when you microwave the plastic containers, it um, can, you know, apparently it can get absorbed into the food that the container is in, that the food is in, and then mix up with the food and releases, I guess, top layers of the plastic or what have you. And nanoplastics, things that you, that, you know what I'm saying, will float around your bloodstream. Um, and it releases billions of nanoplastics per square inch of the container. Crazy. And then the study, and when the study introduced the newly made uh, nanoplastics to human kidney cells in a culture, 75% of the kidney cells died. So apparently, micro um, nanoplastics, when they go into your bloodstream and get processed by your kidneys, um, they'll fucking destroy your kidneys. And this goes back to the shit I was saying before on how everyone's worried about global warming. Like, we're going to poison ourselves before the world warms to the point where we're dead. So, I mean, why are we even arguing about that shit, right? We're, uh, we're turning the world into a sewer, and it's killing us, and it's making us make less people, and it's going to shorten our lifespans. Going back even further to what I was saying last week, that we need a full-time, like, environmental corpse, the same way we have the military... There needs to be people's jobs that's full-time just to go and clean shit up. I'm not talking about people who work for the EPA. I'm talking about people who job it is to just 
go around and we need like a maid service for the world. And uh, we need to stop thinking that the market's going to correct it, etc. I mean, for fuck's sake, the market doesn't even correct the farming industry. The U.S. government has to subsidize the shit out of the corn industry. Has to subsidize the shit out of the milk industry. Like, the government, the, the even the huge industries that have so much pull, fucking are subsidized and wouldn't exist without the government. Why don't we just stop thinking the market is going to correct itself to survive... Because it's, humans are programmed for overreach. We're going to turn this bitch into Easter Island well before we boil ourselves. Whether you believe that or not, we're turning the world into a fucking sewer. Um, but they're also telling, saying that if you have children, do not let them eat out of microwave containers. Use like, um, what's that special kind of glass you can heat up a million times? What the shit is that shit called? Gosh, what is it called? I think it starts with like a P. Gosh. Anyways, microwave stuff in glass or use um, ceramic, you know, like dinner plates and stuff like that. Don't use plastic to microwave shit anymore because those dishes can be, those things, those containers release nanoplastics and which goes into the food you're about to eat and they really harm your kidneys and that's just the kidney cells they didn't even test other kinds of cells and all these other things that we can for finding out that microplastics do to your body so you know what i'm saying it's time to that we just started we start to realize we're gonna have to really start thinking about how we are poisoning ourselves i mean there's nanoplastics in the air now air believe it or not france has already started to in there because you know how they're like in the newspaper it gives you the air pollution report there's a new section in the air pollution report in france for how many microplastics per million are in the air that day we are breathing in microplastics breathing breathing crazy anyways don't microwave plastic and don't eat off of it anymore um the UAW strike the UAW strike is officially set for September 14th which is literally fucking three days away from today Sunday night uh, the UAM members voted 97% in favor of a strike against the big three on September 14th their demands include ending the two-tier wages 40% wage increases 32 full-time work weeks and restored benefits auto stocks are expected to tank as the strike is expected to hold firm with a strike fund to keep the UAW members funded for some time. So even though they're striking and they're not collecting a paycheck, they have a strike fund that is very well stacked. So they're going to be able to strike for a long time. So hopefully, if you have any stocks in automotive companies, you might want to move that over to some like other asset before that happens on the 14th. They're expected to tank. Uh, Here's another headline. Defense contractors have set up satellite manufacturing headquarters headquarters in Ukraine now. So now the defense contractors, instead of shipping them weapons, they're just going to, they just set up a shop there and they're going to start making them there. Bay Systems, which is a UK-based defense contractor, BAE, Bay Systems, 
established a local entity in Ukraine for defense manufacturing. Plans to produce uh, 105 millimeter light artillery guns directly in Ukraine. Uh, they're planning on doing that to start and, and start progress from their bases in Ukraine based on Ukraine's needs. So base systems is going to just move the factories there and just start building weapons. So I guess they're in it for the long haul that they're just going to start producing these things and just let them keep firing them at Russia. So, so there will be no disruption, I guess. These things are getting destroyed a lot. Who knows? But believe it or not, the UK has been the primary defense contractor making money from this war so far. But this is an interesting escalation. They're in it for the long haul, I guess. Um, Texas Gender Care has been officially banned. Texas Gender Care, gender-affirming medical care has been banned, and it goes into effect as of last Monday. Um, this ban will... This law will ban care for minors suffering gender dysphoria with something with some very special caveats. Healthcare providers offering such care risks care offering such care will risk their license to be revoked if they provide gender affirming care anywhere in the state of Texas, I guess. And, you know, there's nothing from Texas but steers and queers, but if you are unsure about your gender, um, you have to go somewhere else. Here's another headline. Insurance insurers have now officially dropped natural disaster coverage. Um, major insurance insurers are now limiting coverage in disaster-prone areas due to climate change or they're removing it altogether. So hurricane insurance, flood insurance, etc. Before, uh, corporations were offering it, but now you have to understand there's lots of smart insurance adjusters and corporate analysts, etc. in these companies. In fact, you know, analysts are like the lifeblood of some of these larger corporations because analysts essentially are like oracles. They see into the future. They, they study market trends. Pretty much every major insurer now is starting to remove this kind of coverage. And... It's going to be making it impossible to get some of these uh, kinds of coverage, which you have to have home insurance if you have a home loan. And they're expecting that the government is going to have to offer home insurance for these areas that even the companies know that they can't even make money from it because the climate is going to be swinging a lot. So this is what I have to say about, you know, if you look at this story, how you should interpret this is... If the corporations know that they can't make money doing this, that's their climate fluctuation, there has to be something to it. I know there's some people on the fence. Me, my personal beliefs, I believe it's happening. But you can believe it's not happening, and I think we can still be friends. You know, that isn't that isn't my cutoff for, you know. But um you have to understand that corporations by law are machines that are legally ob- obligated to make money, um, legally obligated, believe it or not, because they can get sued if a company acts on their morals instead of their bottom line, believe it or not. So these companies are looking at the data and the science and they're like, oh, we can't make money. And by law, if we know we can't make money, we have to pull out. So, I mean, there is some legitimacy to a lot of these, um, stories about climate. You know, if the corporations know that you can't make money and by law, 
they have to make decisions or they can literally get sued. Maybe there's some some validity to it. I don't know. It's up to you to make that decision. I'm just saying maybe look at it from that point of view. Um, let's move on to some more headlines. China and cheap EVs. China is already wedging into the EU EV car market this year at their auto show, which they are showing some of their EVs, their electric vehicles. And the U.S. is in its sights within the literally the next year. So when it, literally within the next year, China is hoping to bring a lot of their Chinese car brands here. And a majority of them are EVs, electric vehicles. And the and their government is heavily subsidizing its EV manufacturers to even run at a loss. You hear me? They're fun the same way that we run our farming industry where we subsidize it. The China the Chinese government is subsidizing its EV car manufacturers to run at a loss to get its China smart EVs to flood Western markets as the world rushes to electrify. And this is how you should think about that because electric cars are full of sensors. They're full of depth sensors and cameras that map the area, etc. It has live download uh, software updates over the air. If you think TikTok being on your phone is a scary tool for data collection, just think when these Chinese cars get here and you're driving around and you don't even realize you're providing the Chinese government because they're known to hack everything, 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 everything. There's backdoors and all the things the Chinese government makes. You're basically having a 24-hour surveillance of the United States. Think about that. You think TikTok is fucking bad? Think about when these Chinese cheap cars come here. And with the uh, and with the automotive manufacturer strike happening, this is their time to enter the market. And they're going to make these cars crazy cheap. I mean, cheaper than a fucking 98 Honda. How dare you? Cheaper than that. Uh, they're going to make these things cheap as fuck. And you're going to be like, well, I'm getting an EV. It's cheaper than a gas car. It's a new car. It's got all these gadgets. They're subsidizing the companies. They're already they've already planned to start by start this year. They're going to flood the U, the EU market, and they're already looking by next year to start introducing themselves here in the U.S. market. That's crazy. You should really think about that. Like, if you're scared about fucking TikTok, bro, what happens when you have a Chinese surveillance pod and you're driving that around all day? It's collecting data, scoop. It's scooping data from all sorts of things. It's, you know, siphoning fucking hotspot data and getting real time updates of different areas, etc. Like it's essentially like a twenty four hour spy, uh, 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 spy feed, because they have all sorts of, you know, assisted driving sensors and camera. Like it's, it's crazy. You think TikTok is bad, bro? Wait until these fucking Chinese smart cars. Smart cars get here. You think the smartphone is bad? Fuck. Uh, student loan interest starts as of this month. So over 45 million student loan borrowers have now resumed interest accumulation on their student loans as of the beginning of September. This will be present. This will present a challenge for the economy as for the past two and a half years, 
borrowers didn't have to budget for loans and their monthly expenses because there's been a moratorium on that. In response to this restart of student loans, the student debt release tool has been created to petition the Department of Education to forgive student loan debt. This is a little update. I have student loans too. That's something you should probably pay attention to as well. Look into that. That is so true. I feel like our economy is going to take a, a dip real soon because there's going to be a lot of people. Think about it. The cost of living has already gone up. Cost of living is fucking price gouging. Uh, there's a lot of people on the fence about price gouging. I just, I just, I don't personally think it's right. Um, there are some people who, who are part of our, our Mesh TV trusted newsmakers, uh, <clears throat> who made an argument towards price gouging. I think it's pretty legitimate. You know what I'm saying about how the price is the price, and then if the market reacts, the price will correct itself. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, what I'm saying for essentials, things that people know that you're going to buy. I think it's a little bit different, but uh, yeah, you should definitely check out Mesh TV. I believe um, Ron Paul's Liberty Report covered that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's interesting to get different perspectives on things, and I definitely think you should check that out. Uh, on uh, It's 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 in the programming. We have thousands of videos on uploaded on Mesh uh, um, as part of Mesh TV now, so you should go probably go check it out. I think you should go follow the Ron Paul channel. You should follow all the creators. If you watch Mesh TV... Um, if you're one of the couple of hundred people now that are starting to keep that part of their regular, um, daily news cycle, then I think that, um, a lot of people just go into the address tv.meshnews.org. They're not finding us through YouTube, but, uh, I think that, uh, you should follow all of them, all the people. If you, if you hear something from one of these people you like, just go like click on their profile or, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh. Dig into the thing and follow them. Follow them all the stuff that they do. You know what I'm saying? I definitely recommend that. Here's another uh, headline. The FTC is rushing to crack down on commercial surveillance. Um, oh, wait. Nope. That's wrong. Beer. I'm sorry. Yes, beer. <laughs> My bad. Beer is better than probiotics. Researchers from the Dalian Medical University in China found that beer is more beneficial to your gut health and even more, potentially even more so than a probiotic yogurt, you know, that Activia, that, um, that yogurt that makes you poop. Uh, apparently they're saying that the, uh, the, the, the bacteria, et cetera, in beer is actually better than probiotic yogurt. And, you know, that's, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that being said, like there's non-alcoholic beer, there's old duels. So you can still get that, uh, benefit of beer on uh, those, in those bacterias in it without having to get drunk. If you don't like alcohol or don't drink alcohol, I don't drink alcohol. So, I mean, if I wanted to incorporate that, I'd probably choose like a non-alcoholic beer, but that's something you should put in your back pocket. Uh, the study also highlights that beer's potential as a microecological modulator with positive effects on cancer prevention, cancer prevention, cardiovascular event reduction, and metabolic syndrome modulation. So that was interesting. Um, Alabama is going to start prosecuting out of. Here's another. Here's another headline. Alabama is going to start prosecuting out-of-state abortions. This is crazy. The Alabama's attorney general claims that it has the authority to charge abortion travelers, people who go to other states where it's legal to have abortions, 
and the people who drove them there or drove them back after your after your procedure, they think that they can charge people for crimes that happen outside of their state. That's crazy. Many advocate groups are now seeking clarity on what out-of-state abortion assistance legality is and what that law looks like in Alabama. As Alabama thinks that he can prosecute you for things it doesn't even do in their state, that's crazy. Alabama equates abortion with high wrongs. That's what they call it, a high wrong. Equal to actual murder charges. You know, I wonder... Well, I mean, I know this abortion bill essentially is used to divide and conquer. That's what it is. It's it's trying it that's all it does is it just divides now like are you a baby killer or do you not like to kill the babies? Oh, well then you're a red or a blue person. That's essentially what it did and that's why that it was rescinded. There's no other reason to do it. If you don't support that, then you just don't get one. Do you know what I'm saying? That's how that works. The only reason for them to rescind that law is to now turn states into red and blue states to divide and conquer, which sucks because we're already pretty divided, but you know, they want us even more divided, but, uh, Alabama lost his fucking mind thinking it can prosecute people for crimes that happen outside of the state. Go fuck yourself, Alabama. Um, here's another, here's another headline. Australia stops letting the United States tell it what to do. The cross-party Australian delegation visiting the United States advocated for wiki. So this is from the United States, the Australian government that came to the United States. They publicly made a statement advocating for WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange to be released. Isn't that crazy? The United States is telling another country to jail a guy who uh, is not even a U.S. citizen. And then the Australian government came to the United States to say, hey, don't jail our citizen in another country that you're essentially jailing because he did journalism. It's pretty crazy. But it's kind of good. Finally, Australia has developed a fucking spine. But, you know, too little, too late. The delegation opposed the U.S. efforts to extradite Assange from the U.K. due to WikiLeaks' release of U.S. of confidential U.S. records. The delegation members spanned from former Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce to representatives from Labour, Opposition, and the Greens Party. Good job, Australia. I mean, too little, too late, but, you know, don't stop. Um... Let's see. The Department of Homeland Security. Here's another headline. The Department of Homeland Security is Betty Betty Sneaky. Come to find out, this week we found out the Department of Homeland Security's immigration agencies, being BP uh, Border Patrol, including California Border Patrol and ICE, created and utilized fake social media profiles for covert operations. The practices aim to research online activities of individuals seeking immigration benefits, potentially violating platform terms. The documents revealed the Department of Homeland Security's extensive surveillance capabilities is raising alarms among civil rights groups. So, like, yeah, so basically the Department of Homeland Security is catfishing a whole bunch of people who are seeking asylum. Uh, using fake profiles, etc. So, I mean, if you're trying to 
get citizenship or applying for citizenship or you're going through your immigration hearing and a new person hits you up on uh, Facebook or what have you, I mean, that possibly could be a DHS agent. Um, here's a new headline. Tell the, pan- tell the sand to pound sand. The UN Environmental Program reveals that 6 billion tons of annual marine sand is being extracted from the world's oceans. 6 billion tons. The Marine Sand Watch platform uses AI to identify dredging hotspots like the North Sea and Southeast Asia. The extraction often exceeds natural replenishment and ends up destroying the ecosystem that sea life need to live. And then those fish can't be used for reliable food sources for the human peoples. So going back to my original uh, thought is we're going to turn this bitch into Easter Island before I think we, we boil ourselves. But so basically they're taking the sand and sand gets used for so many different things besides replenishing beaches. It's used for construction and all sorts of things. But, um, yeah, so we're taking more sand than that, than like rivers and stuff like that, which, you know, bring in new silt and, you know, erosion, et cetera, can replenish the oceans in certain areas. So we're going too fast on the sand thing. Uh, here's another story, a realistic plan to save the world. Uh, there's an energy company owned by Warren Buffett, or he owns a significant amount of their stock. And he has a plan for owning a energy company that is energy responsible. Occidental Petroleum is building machines for carbon dioxide atmospheric extraction. The technology, direct air capture, aims to counteract emissions from burning fossil fuels. The captured CO2 can then be stored underground or used to extract more oil, aiming for net zero oil production. I think that's pretty cool that Warren Buffett, I mean, obviously, if you don't know, um, Bill Gates is invested heavily into carbon air capture, heavily into this technology. And um, so he's probably using his buddy's technology to do this. But what they basically want to do is they want to essentially wipe faster than we can shit. They want the they want to essentially capture more carbon out of the air than they extract from the ground. And they to balance it out to make their energy company net zero. So that's interesting. I I, I hope that works. I really do hope that works. But that's a solid plan. I personally think that they should just create legislation that will especially like Okay, here's here's a math problem. If we covered 5% of the urbanized landmass in the United States, this is this math's already been done. If we if we cover, I'm sorry, if we if we cover 3%, I'm sorry, 3% of the urbanized landscape um, you know, like developed land, if we if we if we cover 3% of that with solar panels, we could essentially um, cover all of our energy needs of the whole country. That's a real that's a real number. They really figure that out. So three percent of the land in the United States um, 
if we could cover 3% of the land in the United States with solar panels, we wouldn't need to use oil and coal and nuclear. There's a lot of logistical challenges for that. But how you can correct that with the market is essentially, you know, there's also another... Um, there's also another bit of math that has been done. They found out that 5% of the United States is covered in exclusively parking lots. What do you need in a parking lot? Well, you need cover in a parking lot so the elements don't rain down your car. Like, why don't states just start passing laws that say if you have a parking lot, you have to cover the parking lot in solar panels? They, they do it at almost every Walmart now. And, you know what I'm saying, those solar panels essentially keep the Walmart going, you know, and it provides cover for all the cars in the parking lot. Um, why don't they just make that a law? That if you're a commercial land developer, right? So basically box stores that just sell us crap we don't need. If you're going to open up a new development, right, you have to cover your development's parking lot in solar panels. That number cancels itself out. If there's five, and you, and if you have a parking lot already, you know, over, I don't know, 10 car spaces or what have you, then you have to install solar panels to cover, you know what I'm saying, over the parking structure. Well, there's 5%, 5% of the land is covered in in, so, so in uh, parking lots, and we only need 3% of the land covered in the United States to cover our energy needs. So essentially, then businesses, if they want to continue to turn a profit in the commercial space, they have to maintain their their um, solar panels, which solves the the maintenance problem and the logistics problem. Is they just incorporate it into their real estate um, costs, and they pass that on to the store owner. And then you know what I'm saying uh, a, uh, a, a Snickers for a dollar now costs you know a dollar five. But you know that's a way we could you know essentially become net zero. But on top of that, I feel like me personally, when I'm president, <clears throat> if you own a gas station, I think you sh- the roofs of all the gas stations should be covered in carbon capture um, fans. Right? There's so many gas stations. Why don't we just pass a law that says the fucking the snack bar or whatever the fuck they call that thing that's attached to the and the canopy that goes over the gas, you have to cover that in carbon capture. It has to be on your roof, or you have to have some sort of carbon capture machine somewhere on the premises, etc. For every gas station. I mean, if we just start incorporating, that has to be uh, uh, added, right? We have to, if you're going to build a fucking parking lot of a bunch of big box stores, you got to put up solar panels in the parking lot. Um, Make it a law, a law. And then, you know, if you have a gas station, you have to have a carbon capture machine. Make it a law. They're constantly updating the code for things that you have to build anyway. So it's not like building code doesn't continuously update. So just make it part of the building code. And then retroactively, all the people who already have this stuff, um, the government could, you know, give them like uh, a grace period or what have you. But they should make it a law. Should make it a law. And I think that'll solve that. It's good to see that uh, Occidental Petroleum is essentially trying to do that net zero. I think that's very forward thinking, especially in the cusp of, I don't know if you remember last week's um, episode, but they've, um, Chevron says that they're not good. They promise to be carbon neutral by 2050. 
Now they're saying we're not going to do that because to come to find out our primary income generators is in carbon-based products. That's crazy. So your primary income generator is oil. Why would you try to figure out how to stop selling oil? Like no fucking duh. How we how we can change that? If you're going to have a gas station, if you're, you know what I'm saying? You have to have carbon capture. And there's so many gas stations. Think about that covered all over the all over the United States. And then all the parking lots. Just make the parking lots have to have it covered in solar. Just all of them. And just make it the law. They already changed the building code. They already, they change the law constantly for the gas stations. So they have to update the gas tanks and et cetera. If um, you ever seen a gas station, they're under construction. They have to get the new tanks and what, like, they're, because they're constantly changing and updating the regulations and the laws. It's already something they have to do. They should just change the law. That's my personal take on that. Um, Moving on. Here's another story. China's stolen chip breakthrough. Huawei unveiled a phone with a native manufactured chipset that has reached 7 nanometers. This is very concerning because basically the Chinese-owned telecommunications company has essentially debuted a chip that is on par with United States technology. We thought that the Chinese wouldn't hit 7 nanometer chips for the next 10 years. They already have them. And see, I, I'm a nerd when it comes to the news. I, since I go through it every single day, like all of the news every day, I remember shit because I'm a firm believer that shit happens before shit happens. So I, you can check out this story. Uh, I posted it on the 6th on our main Mesh Newsroom profile where I show that Last year in February, I'm sorry, this year in February, an advanced chip manufacturer that works directly with the United States and has United States chip technology and patents, etc., and works with us, um, one of their employees sold chip manufacturing technology to the Chinese. He got caught doing it. And now all of a sudden Huawei comes out with these advanced chips seven months later. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't advance shit. They stole it from us. Just like they, they're, they're, they're what's called their J20 jet. It's a bunch of fucking stolen uh, F-35 technology. They're letting, they're letting the United States bleed itself, and they're just gonna steal it from us. And we're, and we're fucking paying out the ass for our military and plane programs, etc. So the Chinese can just steal it from us for free. Like, it's crazy. This is so crazy. Well, now they have this these advanced chipsets, which means that essentially, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're on par with us techno- technologically and processing power and microcomputing. So much so that they can sell it at a consumer level. Um, it's pretty concerning, but I listed both stories. I, I listed how they stole that technology back in February. And then I listed the news story, how they made this huge fucking deal about this new breakthrough in chip technology. Most likely was obtained by stealing this stuff back in February. But since people don't pay attention, that shit happens before shit happens. People always feel like what I'm seeing is exactly what's happening. You know what I'm saying? No, that's not how the world works. Things happen that influence things. And in things happen in the past that influence things in the future. 
You can't just look at a snapshot and be like, oh, I guess China's up on their shit. Like, no, they're not. They stole our shit back in February. Everyone forgot about that story. It just fell into the, 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 what do you call it? The cockles of history. I don't know. Is that a word? And, uh, now seven months later, they just had this advanced shit at a point where they can give, they can sell it on a consumer level. They're kind of like flexing it. They're flexing our shit in front of us. The same way that they flexed our, uh, our, uh, advanced fifth gen fighter technology in front of us by the J-20. Who knows? Maybe they won't want to invade Taiwan now. Who knows? No, they got all that that shit. The only thing that actually makes Taiwan <sighs> makes Taiwan a a heavy hitter. That's essentially why we were protecting them is because uh, they they essentially make chips for the world. And if you control the chips, you control. Lots of things. Well, guess what? We don't control the fucking chips anymore. That essentially is why Taiwan, if you want to know why Taiwan is so fucking important. Because they have the most advanced chip manufacturing technology. Well, guess what China has now? That's going to be a big tilt in leverage. I'll tell you that. Uh, moving on to more stories. The Pentagon doubles down on Skynet to dick measure with China. Check this out. Check this news out. Um, the U.S. Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kathleen Hicks, announced the deployment of thousands of autonomous weapon systems within the next two years to counter China. The Replicator Initiative. Jeez, that sounds like a Netflix, uh, straight to Netflix film. Uh, then the Replicator Initiative will collaborate with defense and tech companies to produce high volumes of affordable, cheap, weaponized drone systems for all military branches. You know, uh, oh, let me finish this. The rise of autonomous war robots signifies a transformational shift in modern warfare with robots capable of operating in various domains, land, sea, air, and space. You know, want to know where we're field testing a lot of these robotic systems now that we know that they work in application? Ukraine. I mean, you have to understand, we are going to, you know, the U.S. intelligence community and the Pentagon, they, they make, they take, they squeeze every ounce of blood out of a tragedy. The intelligence agencies and the Pentagon know how to, if something happens, they're like, how can we squeeze every nut out of this? One of those things is testing these cheap automated drone systems. The future of warfare is going to dramatically change. World War III is just is going to be madness. They're going to have... And when you attach like AI to this shit and drone swarms and automated systems, I mean, you're not even sending troops into towns to clear it of people. You're just sending in a swarm of these things with... AI vision to just go through and just fucking find every, you know, every, uh, every heat signature and just fucking explode it. It's going to, the World War Three. whenever it happens, I believe the weapons of mass destruction will be drone swarms. I don't believe it'll be nuclear bombs. And that's how I think they will stave off using a nuclear bomb. Do you know what I'm saying? So to keep from 
at nuclear escalation, I think the world powers, what they will do instead is ramp up their drone swarm AI technologies. So a nuclear weapon can kill thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. But if you have a, if you have like a whole bunch of bombers, or if you launch a whole bunch of missiles that have a bunch of, you know, saying that go into the atmosphere like an ICBM and then come back down and release a whole fuck ton of drones over New York City. And then these things just fly around looking for any fucking heat signature to go kill. Like you could do a lot of damage that way. Do you know what I'm saying? That could be the new version of weapons of mass destruction. And that could be how world powers try to inflict that kind of massive amounts of damage without damaging infrastructure, which you need after you defeat a country. And um, without rising nuclear tensions. It's going to be interesting. But this is important. The Pentagon is doubling down on Skynet, essentially. Uh, here's a story we're all, we all heard about, but Liberty Safe sells out Liberty's, uh, sells out a January 6th suspect. Liberty Safe granted, here's, yeah, Liberty Safe granted FBI access to a customer's gun safe upon demand, um, request actually, bypassing the need for a court order. The company confirmed that it has a master code for all of its safes and is willing to provide it to law enforcement agencies if they produce a warrant. They did not produce a warrant. For a gun crime, and they did not need to go into this man's safe. Liberty safe is, I cannot fucking believe, like, they're not going to be able to give those fucking boxes away anymore. But customers express outrage at this revelation, especially since Liberty requires regular uh, regular customers to hire a locksmith if they lose access to their safe. But comes to find out, mm, they had the codes the whole time. But they easily grant the FBI access... Uh, with just an inquiry, they didn't require that didn't require that cooperation by law. Fuck Liberty Saves. In fact, on Mesh News's website, meshnews.org, I have a video under the Constitutional Anarchist. It's also one of our featured. This guy shows you how to make sure. Oh yeah, I totally forgot. I've update, been updating the website, the beta version of our website. There's a video of there, and we have it up on our website. Go check that out of uh, this gentleman. He's a locksmith. He shows you how to make sure the FBI can't get into your safe, even if you own a Liberty safe. So even if they give them the codes, they're going to show you how to make sure the FBI can't get in your safe. I recommend you go to meshnews.org, go check out the video and learn something and find out how the, the U.S. government can't get your guns. So maybe, actually, you can take advantage of the fire sale that's about to happen with Liberty Safes. Buy one for cheap and then just watch this video and then modify your safe so the government can't get your, your guns. Um, because what the fuck? I recommend, yeah, actually, yeah, buy a Liberty Safe. Wait for the fire sale to happen, which will be soon. Go watch this video, find out how to modify your shit and uh, get a super expensive safe for cheap. Yeah, totally forgot about that. Yeah, meshnews.org. I think it's on the feature videos right on the front page, but it's also under the constitutional anarchist section where I teach people skills that they need to reinforce their constitutional rights because there's so many things that, you know, people don't realize that they're going to need for backups when STS, uh, ST, uh, FH, you know, shit hits the fan. Uh, here's another story. The former head of Mossad, 
You ready for this? The former head of Mossad says Israel is an apartheid state. So if you don't know a lot about Israel, they hold their intelligence and military industrial industries in very high esteem. Israel has some very advanced weapons, very experimental weapons, um, you know, like Ginsu blade stuff. They have this shit like 10, 20 years before everyone else. And uh, they come up with some very advanced experimental weapons. I mean, they have a drone now. Believe it or not, the Israelis have a drone that they just fly. They, they, they shoot it into a house window or they bust out the window and then they shoot the drone into the, into the house. And the drone just looks for people and explodes and kills them. Kind of going back to that China shit. That's a real thing that the Israelis have. They've pioneered this and they, and they use it on Palestinians regularly. It's like throwing a grenade, but instead they throw a little drone and then it flies around, looks for a heat signature, and then blows up. So it finds people and then explodes them. But uh, even the former head of Mossad said Israel is an apartheid state. A lot of people began a lot of flack talking about Israel, etc. Some people even tried to claim that we were fucking anti-Semites because I have a story that I researched where I found out that Israel has a long history of selling our secrets to China. Um, and some of the sources I use is from like Jerusalem press, etc., where Israel, Israelis are even coming out against their own government for stabbing the United States in the back. In fact, it got so out of control, um, in the early part of the two K's, I think it was like 2007 of China, of, of Israel, selling our technology that we sh- that we share with Israel because they're our fucking big homies um they sell it to China do you know what the reason they gave us was the profits were just too big to miss that was the fucking reason they gave to the Pentagon the Pentagon demanded that they uh fire some of their top military brass after they found out the most recent was they uh uh, we had some micro, we had some night vision technology that makes the night just look like day. Just crazy. It's you know what I'm saying you put the goggles on, it looks like the sun is out, and you can see the ground like just normal, like daytime. They sold that to the Chinese, and then we had some micro refrigeration that um, handles certain kind of processors, etc., for this vision, uh, for these, for this vision hardware. And uh, we sold, they sold micro-refrigeration that they didn't have. That was the most recent shit. But, uh, yeah, people are calling me an anti-Semite. And it's not anti-Semitic to say, hey, you're supposed to be my homie and you stabbed me in the back. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But that here nor there, going back to the story, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to vent a little bit because people are trying to slap a title on us. That, you know, I, I support, you know what I'm saying? I, I think, you know what I'm saying, we should support the shit out of Israel. They're pretty much like an island of a democratic island in the middle of the middle east i think they do some shitty things and uh it gets out of control and they stabbed us in the back a fuck ton of times and that's not what your friend does to you but um even the head the former head of essentially their cia says yeah this is an apartheid state so it's getting to the point where even the high people the high parts of government are like yeah no what we're doing is wrong so this made huge waves. This was in The Guardian. But his name is Tamir Pardo. He's the ex-Massad chief. And uh, 
He equates the treatment of the Palestinians to apartheid. He highlights the disparity. Palestinians face martial law, while Jewish settlers receive civilian court proceedings. Notably, the other prominent Israelis, including former officials, have made similar apartheid comparisons. Now, this statement has a massive amount of weight since Israel's culture holds us intelligence agencies in high regard, I wrote. Um, but yeah, former head of Mossad says Israel is an apartheid state. That's huge. There are tons of YouTubers, uh, newsmakers that we support, one of them being Katie Halper, whose channel was absolutely nuked. And this is her, her lifeblood. And she wasn't able to talk about things and they fucking, yeah, bro. Uh, Katie Halper, bro. She really sticks to her guns. She's a, she's a real solid, uh, um, um, newsmaker. Um, but even high brass in Israel is like, yeah, no, we can't treat other humans like this. So that's cool. Uh, moving on. Cars are now, the cars are now seen as bad as phones for big data. Most car manufacturers prominently sell users personal data, but the but the 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 buyers of the car remain totally ambiguous that their data is being sold. So you have a new car that does updates over the air, etc. Even combustion vehicles are doing crazy shit like that. Um, or keep communications, you know, with uh, with the manufacturer. They're selling your data, your data to big data. Most people don't know this. And they're saying it's just as bad as the data that gets sold from your phone. So car manufacturers are making a fuck ton of money from your the user data that gets beamed out of your newer car. Modern cars equipped with numerous sensors have transformed into significant data collection hubs. Yet drivers have minimal control over this data or how it's used or acquired. Mozilla's foundation called Privacy Not Included survey reveals that cars rank the worst in privacy among various product categories. Crazy, crazy. Now think about when China brings cars here. What do you think that's going to be like? They're going to be like these little surveillance, you know, little surveillance bots. And you're driving around because you got, you know, you got yourself like a full size sedan that would cost 35, 40 grand brand new out the box, but you got one for 15, you know, like there's no such thing as a free lunch. It was, it was a deal on purpose, but they're going to flood the market with cheap ass cars here soon. And all these new cars have all these data collections. I think we should pass a law saying they, we're not going to sell Chinese cars in the United States. I don't know if we can do that legally because of our constitution, but we should. Um, Here's another headline. Union busting tactic was been has been outlawed in New York. That's so awesome to hear. New York has taken a definitive stance against union busting by legally prohibiting captive audience meetings. These meetings, organized by employers, were mandatory sessions while workers were often presented with anti-union information. The new law ensures that employers can no longer discipline workers who choose not to attend. So basically, what would happen is, let's say an Amazon location finds out their employees are about to strike or they're thinking about striking. What Amazon has been doing is making these mandatory meetings happen. And then what they are, what they are doing 
is then making and then telling people in these 15 minute meetings or whatever, how bad unions are and why you shouldn't unionize, et cetera, but they're making them mandatory. And now they pass. And what this would do was right when they smell unionized unions or unification happening, they squash it with these official meetings. And when you have your boss, et cetera, telling you something is bad and you're already if you have a job at Amazon, it was because you just needed a fucking job. You need that job. It's very intimidating. So they outlawed that so they can no longer do that. They can no longer have these mandatory power meetings to ensure that you don't unionize or scare you out of it because they now all of a sudden smelled this union union unionizing happening in that location. So that's some good human news. That's what I like to focus on. News that affects you and humanity. Okay, here is uh, some more news about the UAW, the United Auto Workers. Rejects an offer from GM. And the strike looms. The United Auto Workers president, Sean Fain, labels GM's offer. Believe it or not, GM came back with an offer as far as recent as Friday. Urging the automaker to, to act swiftly. I'm sorry. Sean Fain, the UAW president, um, says that GM's counteroffer for the strike um, was bullshit. He said it was insulting, and he urges the automaker to act swiftly as the United Auto Workers Labor Agreement is set to expire next week. Without a satisfactory resolution, the potential strike looms. So this is the new, the latest data on that. GM's proposal includes a $5,500 bonus for all employees. The introduction of Juneteenth as a paid holiday and a notable 10% wage increase, which GM claims is the largest since its 1999 contract began with the United Auto Workers. Contrasting uh, General Motors' offer, the United Auto Workers is advocating for a substantial 46% pay raise. That's huge. And a reduced 32-hour week, work week. They only want to work 32 hours and, and it be considered full-time. And the reinstatement of traditional pensions for new hires. Uh, the United Auto Workers has expressed its intent to strike against any of these big three automakers if the agreements are not reached by September 14th. Uh, here's another here's another headline. Visa backs Solana stablecoin. Visa announces a pilot to transmit USDC, which is a stablecoin pegged to the dollar, a prominent stablecoin to select merchants using the Solana blockchain, making a significant shift from traditional fiat-based transactions. Visa's treasury will now dispatch USDC to major payment entities, WorldPay and Nuve, which is huge for major institutions like Visa to back a cryptocurrency. So Visa is saying, hey, we're going to get into the crypto game. We're going to get our feet wet with this Solana-based coin. Solana is gaining a lot of traction. Um, Solana-based coin, it's it's a stable coin based on the Solana blockchain, and you can use this and send crypto. This move is showing that major corporations are willing to navigate and influence the regulatory environment of crypto, hyper-accelerating mass adoption. What I think, though, is going on with crypto is, is most likely the major financial institutions are going to cause the market to crash, buy up all the 
all the mine to Bitcoin at super cheap on the dollar and then sell it back to us and then control Bitcoin. Essentially, the people's money will lose control. So it's very important if you own Bitcoin to not sell it and just stack sats or satoshis, which is basically like the cents. You know how there's like a dollar and then there's cents. Well, there's Bitcoin and then the cents, I guess, is satoshis or sats is what they call them, S-A-T-S. So if you can, stack sats. Okay, it's hard to own a Bitcoin, but you can stack sats to get to the point where you own one Bitcoin. And I definitely think that you should you should do that. You should incorporate that. I really because you have to understand this is going to be the people's money. Um, and there's nothing you can you know what I'm saying do about that except for try to control the market. If you can't control the currency, then you'll control then control the market and then regulate it. So now the people's money, the idea of the people's money died. It's kind of like the idea of the internet you know, died with uh, web, the introduction of web 2.0, the idea of the internet, essentially, and big tech being essentially funded by DARPA. The, the government came in and they're like, okay, well, we can't regulate, we can't tell people what to do with the internet. So what we'll do is we'll just own the network. We'll just own all the things that you want to do. And essentially the same thing is going to happen with Bitcoin is all these major institutions getting involved in Bitcoin. They're going to do this and they're going to start you, the same way they that same way that they manipulate stock markets they're going to manipulate the bitcoin market and get people to get paranoid and they're going to cause market crashes and they're going to buy it up for a discount on the dollar and then they're going to essentially control the dream and satoshi is essentially created satoshi nakamoto who uh, came up with the concept of bitcoin they're going to kill his dream of a money that is not controlled by the central banks by the central banks controlling the market since they can't control the currency. So if you are stacking sets, do not fucking sell and keep stacking sets and own your keys. Do you know what I'm saying? Not your keys, not your fucking coins, but learn about Bitcoin. I have a, on the uh, meshnews.org website, we have a short little article that shows how to get started with Bitcoin. Get your feet wet in minutes, in literal minutes. Um, I have an article that can get you transacting in Bitcoin in minutes. Minutes. You know, the problem with people trying to get you into Bitcoin is they want to tell you, okay, well, this is what this is. What it is, a decentralized thing. Blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck all that. How can I use it to buy shit and sell shit? That's all I care about. How do you do that? How does it work? In minutes, you follow this article that we have on the Constitutional Anarchist section of our website. Uh, it tells you how to get started with Bitcoin in literal minutes. Um, here's another headline. Antarctica, twice as fucked. Antarctica is now witnessing temperatures that are increasing at rates far beyond previous scientific predictions, predicting a gap in our understanding of climate dynamics. Current climate models, which are the foundation for many international climate policies and strategies, appear to be underestimated. This means that predictions about future state of climate could be too conservative. The rapid melt of the Antarctic ice due to the unexpected rise in temperature directly translates to higher sea levels. This is not just about the volume of water, but the influx of fresh water into the ocean 
which will disrupt global ocean currents and marine ecosystems. We already talked about an article a few debriefs back showing that the ocean's currents are slowing down because there is something about uh, the saltwater mix in our ocean where once the, the water gets warmed up in the top, warmer up in the top, uh, uh, the, the, the hemisphere that gets the most sun, it then um, forces all the colder water down and it, con- and it causes like a conveyor belt and it keeps the nutrients flowing. You know, the same reason why you have like a bubbler, uh, an oxygenator, etc. Um, in your essentially in your fish tank. It keeps things flowing. It keeps water moving, etc. Well, what's going to happen is they found out that their climate models were way under predictive and actually salt water, uh, fresh water, the, um, the glaciers melting off into the ocean is causing the ocean to become, um, more, it's going to become more diluted, which is going to slow down that gyre and the ocean, and it's going to disrupt global ocean currents and marine ecosystems, and it's going to happen a whole hell of a lot sooner. So all the guys who were know-it-alls uh, went back and checked their notes and found out, like, oh, it's going to happen even sooner. That's pretty That's pretty scary. Moving on, China is using AI online to sway American opinions. Microsoft has detected suspicious activities on the U.S. social media platforms of Chinese entities using AI. These activities focus on creating and manipulating content aimed at influencing Americans' voters' opinion using behavioral psychology and AI to fuel false consensus. Getting back to it. Um, Yeah, so it looks like China is essentially using PSYOP and AI techniques and automation to essentially start to influence behavior online. I, this story came out of Reuters and, um, I think it's crazy to think about like everyone was talking about TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And now the new election cycle is ramping up and now Microsoft has detected, um, that China is already using AI and artificial intelligence to generate content on the fly and responses and images of profiles of people that don't even fucking exist. I mean, there's even this AI tool called This Person Does Not Exist. It just generates the most realistic looking images of people that look like real people. They don't exist. They were created by a computer. You should check it out. Just type it into Google. This person does not exist. But the AI tools to create stuff on the fly, just using prompts and in response to um, inputted text, is essentially what they're saying China is up to. And now I want to. Now I'm wondering: Has TikTok? Uh, is this going to be the first time that China uses TikTok data, behavioral user data, etc., finding out how we talk, the things we're interested in, etc., to and then turn it into an AI program to essentially turn it on our own social media? to influence our elections could this become a normal thing where it's not armies of online influencers it's bot armies who are hyper trained with large language models and ai generation software i mean you should see the stuff you think mid-journey's um, impressive adobe's got some tools that blow mid-journey out of the water i mean i use them regularly for work and i can only imagine that 
what if these things create content, etc., in real time or in response? Like, think about all this TikTok shit we've been doing and making. We're essentially training China's LLM AI influencer model um, to use it on us. And as the election cycle is ramping up, Microsoft is already detecting uh, China doing these things, but it's automated. Automated. Armies of people that look like real people, talk like real people, etc., who are indistinguishable. I just, there's this um, software called. Uh, the entire length of his leg with pictures. Sorry, it was on Instagram. I just saw it. There's this thing on, on, on Instagram, an ad I saw for it, where telemarketing, there is AI now that can perform 40 minute long telemarketing phone calls, AI voice, that just listens for what you're going to say. And then on the fly determines how they're going to try to convince you to buy shit. It's called Air AI. Check that out. Air AI. It'll blow your mind. Check this out. That's awesome. I appreciate it, actually. Perfect. I'm pumped. We got you on the good side. huh? By the way, who do you got in the Musk versus Zuckerberg? Oh, gosh. I'm not going to actually play that for you. But it's called Air AI. You should go check out some of their demo videos. It's a telemarketer. That you don't need to tell market anymore. It's a, it's it's a computer that that on the fly takes your inputs as you're speaking to it, and on the fly generates a totally unique response and uses psychological principles of sales to steer you towards making the sale automatically, and it can last up to forty minutes without glitching out and sounding like a robot, and you'll never know what it is. It sounds like a real person. Crazy. It's called Air AI. But if you go and check that out and demo that, now think about what they're going to be using on us automatedly for the next election. You thought Russian bot armies was crazy? Wait until the China AI Skynet army, you know what I'm saying, influences online discourse for elections. It's going to be pretty crazy. And Microsoft's already detected them using the uh, building, essentially, and testing this out. Um, let's move on to another story. Georgia is unlawfully weaponizing the RICO Act to intimidate cop city protesters. Now, believe it or not, CNN covered this story, and they covered it like journalists. Good job, CNN. You guys did a journalism. Keep it up. Um, it found out that over 60 individuals faced Georgia's RICO indictment for protesting the Atlanta Public Safety Training Center, what people are calling Cop City. The charges encompass violation of the racketeering, the, uh, the charges for the people that they're putting on them. Their uh, charges encompass things like the violation of racketeer uh, racketeering and influence and corruption organizations act, with some defendants also facing domestic terrorism and attempted arson and money laundering charges. Guess what the protesters' actual crimes are? The actual crimes are misdemeanor trespassing onto the building site, passing out flyers, and 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 uh, raising protester bail money. That's the money laundering charges. They're blowing the set up a portion to scare people to essentially not to not protest this huge training center which um, essentially is going to massively increase policing on an already population that's already being massively abused by police. 
and they're seeing that this is this is this cop city is going to be a model training center to be built all across the rest of the country there's going to be similar versions of it it's kind of like state of the art um so basically the georgia governor and believe it or not even people who work for the georgia da publicly come out of this you know public defenders and stuff like that publicly coming out against what the da is doing they're taking people who are just being protesters and they're putting racketeering charges on them terrorism charging except all they are is protesting they're protesting and they're collecting bail money and some of them even walk onto the construction site when no construction is happening during off hours and protest there that's it but they're blowing the shit out of proportion to scare people to not protest this and to stop making this an issue um there's a lot of people's money involved in this I imagine there's a lot of people making money skimming it off the top because that happens with every state-funded situation. But, I mean, the same thing is happening to Julian Assange. They're using him as an example. Well, the same thing is happening to these Georgia uh, protesters. Um, lawfully, well, sometimes, you know, trespassing a little bit. Trespassing isn't a huge fucking crime. Might as well be, you know, a speeding ticket. Um, but, uh, yeah, to scare people to not speak up. And this is what that looks like in America. We're doing the same thing to Julian Assange. We're essentially flogging this man and destroying his life to make sure other journalists don't want to talk about us. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. What a crazy world that we're living in here. That's it. That's the news for this week. I hope you um, enjoyed your update on all the news that matters uh, uh, and news that matters to humans and humanity, which is our particular flavor of news. And I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. This is my United States It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before they get better. Yeah, whatever.